Hi, Evelyn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good. We made it to episode six. We did it. This is episode six, right? Episode six, six, six. I wish I knew the 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 guitar riff from Bill and Ted. Oh, uh, man, I wish I did too. God, we're not doing well in life. No, how do we not know how to play one Wild Stallion song on guitar? God, my life is ruined. I know. I'm sorry. Damn it. Well, I'm glad you're back for episode six. I'm back. I'm back, and Mm -hmm. I'm here to say. That we watched a little movie yesterday. It's called Night House. And it doesn't star a mouse. It stars Rebecca Hall. And that is all. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was real. (laughs) Check that flow. Uh, Yeah. That sick ass track is dropping this summer. That's right. My EP is coming out. It's called. The what is an EP? What does that stand extended for? play? <laughs> That's this, true. It does. It means extended play. Is that like a gaming thing? I'm talking about like EP, like yeah, a music thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's uh, there's LP means limited play, mm-hmm. and EP means extended play. But what what do you mean extended? I don't know. It sounds like it should be the opposite, but you know, I'm sure some people who know their vinyl will uh, correct us, but. EP is usually like, you know, people release a single mm-hmm. EP is usually like a single and a couple of other songs. And then LP is the full album. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm not going to talk to people who know vinyl because the few people I've come in contact with, they are, they're snooty. So oh. yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, how was your week? Uh, my week was, let's see. It was pretty good. Yeah. I got a year older. Not a year wiser. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Mm, you. mm, mm. Uh, I got the wonderful, amazing, beautiful Criterion collection of the Godzilla Showa era Mm. from the Criterion from you. Hair flip, hair flip, hair flip. Love it. It's huge. That is is a huge collection. It's huge. When I bought it, I thought it was going to be just like the regular, like the standard size Criterion Blu-rays. It's a fucking coffee table book. It is the size of one Wes Anderson coffee table book. Big. It's big. (laughs) It's big. How about you? How was your week? What did you get up to? Man, so good. I've been catching up on some things this past week. What you been catching up on? I am catching up on Killing Eve. Finally. I just finished season three. I'm about to start the final season, hopefully tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I Thankfully, I haven't had any spoilers for the series finale because you know how people get on Instagram walling out. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to finally finish that. I heard it was fucking epic. I... Uh, sh- I- I reviewed it as Sandra. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, I'm happy. I, I don't, re- don't, I've only seen like the first three episodes of Killing Eve. I don't really have anything to say about it. It's, it's amazing. Um, the, the third season was a little slow, but I think that was when they switched showrunners. When they, yeah. Yeah. Um, the first two seasons were amazing. Villanelle's wardrobe in season two was off the goddamn chain. It's fucking amazing. Um, it was still pretty good in season three. 
But just as a whole, her character arc is pretty insane. And Villanelle is probably my favorite TV villain, like, of all time. Nice. Yeah, she's such a complex character. And Jodie Comer, I think her name is, the woman that plays her. She's fucking phenomenal. Love her. What else has she been in? Um, I don't, She's been in a lot of um, stuff in the UK. Um, she She was in the, I think she was in the most recent... Ridley Scott movie that didn't do too well that he blamed on millennials. Do you remember that? I forget oh, yes. the name of the, the movie. <laughs> the, the one where uh, Ben Affleck has blonde hair. I, I think so. And Matt Damon is the final, the last duel. And it, yes. he ver- hits him versus uh, Adam Driver. Yes, yes, yes. I believe Jodie Comer was in that. Yes, um, she was. She was. But yeah, Ridley Scott went on this whole rant about how it didn't do well because like millennials only want to spend time on their phones or some bullshit i hate ridley scott i that's such a stupid complaint yeah like bro your movie's not good let's get over it it's just like sometimes they don't (laughs) hit ridley like it's okay like you know how many movies get released every single year also do you know how many quote-unquote hits ridley scott has get over it bro i'm sorry you made a you made a uh you made but some people call a period drama i'm gonna call it a fantasy movie without dragons and you know what makes fantasy good dragons bottom line period if i watched that movie i would keep looking for dragons in the background because surely this isn't just about drama and like human tragedy no you know what if i can't find the dragons on screen i'm gonna find them on my phone because i'm a millennial i'm gonna put my phone (laughs) up next to the screen and while you're talking i'm gonna go shh I'm, the I'm movie's Sean better. Connery and Dragonheart. <laughs> what was the name of this movie? Uh, the movie we just watched. No, no, no. The movie we're the last talking. Duel. The last duel. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be watching that. No, probably not. Not going to be on our list for no, no. Uh, Lucid Screams. Absolutely not. Um, it's going to be on our uh, Ridley Scott podcast called Great Scott. <laughs> I won't do it. It's going to be um, Ridley Scott's. Or Scott Kahn. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. We we have to we have to describe the plot of a movie as vaguely as possible, and we have to guess whether it's a Ridley Scott or a Scott Kahn movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. And if you uh, get it wrong, you cannot <laughs> uh, play the game anymore. <laughs> what if you get it right? Uh, then you get a box set of ridley scott's uh all the money in the world um where they had to switch out kevin spacey for uh uh yuck plumber uh christopher plumber christopher plumber yuck yeah i don't even want to play well that's the only things we got it's a (laughs) lose-lose and no one said you wanted to play but you got to got to play the game (laughs) well the other thing i did that i i need to talk to someone about um, remember last week when I when I went on that rant about how I can only watch like three shows at once, otherwise mm-hmm. I get really stressed. Well, right after that rant, I just went ahead and started a new show. Um, well, I started and finished Yellow Jackets. I watched it in one sitting. Holy fuck, that show is amazing. I know you haven't seen it, and there are probably a good number of people out there who haven't seen it, so I won't really go into plot details. But it is so fucking good. Every single episode had me on the edge of my freaking seat. Christina Ricci was amazing. I love that she's having a moment right now. And I need season two ASAP. 
Well, we're, I'm, I'm going to add it to my playlist of Lifestyles of the Richie and Famous. Yes. Now, who is all in this show? Give me the rundown of both the adult cast and the non. Well, I won't be able to give you all the names, um, but the adult cast is Christina Ricci, Juliette Lewis. Um, I don't know. Uh, the woman that was in the first season of Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Oh, she's so good. Yeah, she's so good. Um, I don't remember her name. Um, but then the uh, for the cast that play the younger versions of the older cast, um, we have our girl Jasmine Savoy Brown, who was in Scream. Yes. Um, we have the woman from Sweet Bitter. I don't remember her name. <laughs> Who, which woman from Sweet Bitter? Um, the, the, the main character, the <sighs> one that moved to New yeah, York. Uh, yeah. 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 She was kind of annoying. She was honestly kind of annoying in the show too. She's um, not, my, I, you know what? I don't remember seeing her anything that I enjoyed her in. And it's not, not me being, it's not a slam on her. People just, you're not going to like everyone. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I think she was also in that terrible children, uh, Miss Peregrine's children movie. She was in Miss Peregrine. Yes, I'm. I'm or Tim I think Burton we talked. Decided about- he didn't like the script <laughs> because why isn't the blonde girl the uh, lead? Yeah, I think we actually talked about this a couple episodes ago. Um, I'm pretty sure she was the the little girl that could float that had to wear like the really heavy shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's I'm a very sure minor her. character in the movie in the book. In the and book, then he yeah. was like, but but she's the blonde girl who she has to be the lead. <laughs> she's a Mandy. She's a man. I'm Jim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling fans will understand that joke. Maybe. <laughs> yes, um, they all recognize my Vince McMahon. <laughs> impression well everyone in our wrestling yes. circle will will get that joke um but yeah that that was that was all i did my week has been dedicated to yellow jackets and killing eve so yellow jackets check it out honestly if you have not watched yellow jackets that was my phone i should probably turn it down um if you have not watched yellow jackets get on it because i am so late to this game and i i'm so happy i watched it well, nice. Um, let's see. I don't think anything else is really going on that I've consumed or that even is on my radar besides watching um, Shin Ultraman. I got to do the Ultraman symbol uh, sign real quick. <laughs> he does that when he shoots off his like, Ultraman laser. No one. I'm has... really excited about that. Yeah. No one saw that. Well, they know what it is. All you, all you folks, all you tokusatsu sh- fan shows, fan shows. All you tokusatsu show fans, you know what I did. And, uh, <laughs> you know. You, you know felt it I in did. your soul. You as, did it too. As soon as you did that, all the fans all over the world, they just kind of felt it. They all did it. And they're like, why did I just do that? <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. Uh, that's coming out soon from the, the creators of Shin Godzilla. And uh, it's, I think it's dropping this year. Is it going to be a theatrical release or like a mm-hmm. VOD? It's at least coming out in Japan uh, in theaters. I'm gotta, I got to wait. Oh, shit. So we got to go to Japan. Uh, I guess so. I guess we got to go. <laughs> uh, we'll write it off. So I really want to see that. I'm already trying to figure out when it's coming to the States. I feel like they're probably going to play at the Music Box here in Chicago. but Oh, yeah. I would be really surprised if the Music Box didn't, didn't screen it. But they used uh, mocap instead of a full... Uh, what used to be called suit motion capture mm-hmm. okay. it used to be called suitmation uh, whenever someone whenever they put someone in a big stupid alien costume and have them tr- <laughs> trample all over a set that was yeah. called suitmation 
Oh, that sounds so much more fun, though. But instead of doing, well, instead of doing a CG, just like animating the CG creature, which never looks good, they actually just threw someone in a mocap suit. I was like, okay, you do it. <laughs> do it. And they modeled the um, physique of Ultraman in his suit after the original person who played him in the suit from the original movie or okay. sorry, uh, television show, which I'm excited about. And there's talks about there may be a, like a tie-in between Shin Ultraman and Shin Godzilla, which I'm really into because the ending of Shin Godzilla is so, it's not even, it's, it's one, it's like, it's not even like a cliffhanger. You just like, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. And I really just, I, I want answers. Um, I need answers. Because I think I know what it means, but I don't want to. But anyway, that's uh, so I've been chomping at the old bit to watch uh, Shin Ultraman. I want to see big aliens and big monsters trampling all over cities. Uh, That's all I really want out of life right now. Honestly, what more can you ask for? What more could I want? How about a secret house in the woods? That would be so dope. I would love a secret house in the woods. We'll call it the night house. Dun, dun, dun. Are you ready to talk about the movie? I'm so ready. All right. This week we watched The Night House (laughs) as a part of our, um, I guess, what makes an Evil Dead movie an Evil Dead movie series? A.K.A. Eric's birthday month. (laughs) A.K.A. my birthday month. Yeah, it's my birthday. (laughs) I don't remember the words. That's fine. Um, So this movie from 2020 it's mm-hmm. the latest uh, or the most recent movie that we're ever going to cover. Yes. That we're ever going to cover. Ever going to cover. <laughs> Never again. Maybe. Never again. Uh, <laughs> I promise we'll focus at some point. Rebecca Hall, who I don't, I only know her from, I haven't watched Christine yet, but it was definitely on my radar to watch it. Not the, not the Stephen King one, but the one where she plays the reporter. Yeah. But she is like, I don't, she's a very powerful actor. Yes. I'm gonna use that yeah. as a way to no, describe that's, her. That's accurate. She freaking blew me away with her performance. I felt it. And there are some. Cho- I I think we're gonna get into it, but let's uh, let's start the movie. We start off, and Rebecca Hall's character. Oh, um, also, uh, uh, trigger warning. We're gonna be talking about suicide a lot. It's yes. the main theme of the film, so yeah. Just so you know, uh, the the movie starts out with her having lost her husband. It starts like right after the funeral. Yeah. She gets a casserole, which she apparently is too good for. <laughs> which she go ahead, goes What kind of casserole do you think that was? Oh, it feels like... I'm going to say it had some sort of sour cream base. Like maybe a cream of mushroom. Ew. Uh, possible tater tots. <laughs> I'm thinking like a hot dish. Okay. Like a Minnesota like a hot sexy dish. dish. No, no, no. <laughs> Yes, this this I am sorry. My f- husband just died. This casserole is way inappropriate for it is how I'm feeling right now. Way too sexy. I'm throwing this away. <laughs> for you know, for when you're ready. It's just, it's just a... <laughs> I know you just lost your husband, but whenever you're ready, the sexy casserole will be here for you. <laughs> this casserole is hot. H A W T. This it well, it's kinda like yes, this is a whole other movie where it's kinda like um uh brain damage where it's just like this oh, little God. casserole with a face Ew. <laughs> we're, like, gonna hey, to, we're gonna have to cover brain damage at some point <laughs> so beth has lost her husband and 
she is this first couple of minutes of the movie she is in mourning yeah the first photo they show of her she it's like this weird sad photo like she's just at her worst (laughs) um but i also kept thinking of the movie the lake house and maybe we should (laughs) have watched that instead (laughs) because it's kind of like a paranormal movie i mean yeah it involves keanu reeves which is always a good choice it's always a good choice so she is just a mess now i think while while we're getting a tour of the house i kept seeing um faces in the glass did you i missed those i don't think they were real do you ever start a horror movie and then you just automatically start you think you see stuff because you're looking for scares 1000 percent. especially when i'm watching movies from certain directors like now whenever i watch something with mike flanagan i'm always looking in the background instead of at the main character (laughs) oh he ruined himself fucking asshole um i kept looking for faces and i don't think that they were there oh okay but I would have been really bummed if I missed I really him. was looking hard for them. But this also starts her first night of getting drunk and passing out. Man, I I don't know if I were in her shoes. I don't know if I'd be able to come back to my home. Like, this is where she lived with her husband, who is now dead. Yeah. I don't think Very I could stay. Very tragic death. Yeah, I don't think I could stay in that house alone. Like, for one, for obvious reasons, because, you know... Your husband's memory is going to be all over that house. But it's in the middle of the woods, like on a lake. It's fucking creepy. And like half of that house is glass. There's and no honestly, way I'd stay in the house alone. The only neighbor that they have, I could never tell how close that guy, uh, what was his name? Mel. Um, Mel. I loved him. I couldn't quite tell exactly how close he lived to them. Yeah. It <gasps> seemed like he lived far enough away to... Well, no, he had to have been pretty close because I'm skipping ahead a little bit. But toward the end, when her friend uh, was running down to the water, yeah. she, uh, Mel heard her. He was her. right there. So, I mean, it had. But he then has later on, he close. was like, what if you like pulled out and just saw the house? There was no yeah, one there. Yeah, it looked like there was nothing there. Creepy ass house. And I, it I also it. made me think of that movie, Hush. Mm hmm. I also, Mike Flanagan. Um, I haven't seen that one, but it's on my list. I think we started it and I just can't get into it. Yeah. But the. Just the idea of living by yourself that secluded. Terrifying. Yeah, not for me. Mm -mm. So she already has a weird night. First of many. Yeah. With the, um, that stupid song that keeps playing. I don't know why it's so specifically weird to me. I feel like if they had picked something. Were you able to pinpoint that song? It it came up on the captions uh, because we're old and we watch everything with captions. Oh, yeah. But it's like the Cavalier something. I don't know. I I didn't recognize it right away, but I didn't really care enough to look it up. I would have preferred if it had been a song, like a more popular song. Like Bad Moon Rising. Exactly. (laughs) Or, you know, uh, the Macarena. Yeah. (laughs) I would be so mad. Just something to kick. That's what I really want is like a spooky version of the Macarena playing on on like a trailer. No. (laughs) It was so distracting to me. I was like, why this song? Because then that's all I could think about is why did you choose this song rather than something that we can just like, oh, that's playing and just store it in the back of my mind on to think about it. Maybe it was played at like their wedding or something. I think it was. I think she was watching like a wedding video or something and that was playing and then it would pop on. I have some questions about the the spirits in this movie, but we'll get there. 
So she's on her way out of her house after already having a very weird night. I think that was when she first heard the knocking as well. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so scary. She was like in a deep ass sleep and she just heard a knocking on her door. I would shit my pants. Yeah. At like two in the morning. Yeah. I was also really stressed because she very smartly woke up and grabbed her phone immediately as she was walking to the front door. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, put your shoes on too. Rule number one. What are you doing? I cannot say this enough. I've said this so many times, but if you are ever in a weird or scary situation like that and you're at home, put your shoes on first because nine times out of 10, you're going to be running. I wouldn't have answered this. I wouldn't go down. There are glass walls around this house. I wouldn't have ever gone downstairs. No, no, no. I'm going to stay right here. But on her way to, I guess, the dock to row her boat to her job. (laughs) No, she was getting in her car. No, she was going down to the dock and she saw the footsteps leading to the wa- leading from the water to her house. <laughs> no. She was getting in her car and she looked back and she saw the gate open oh. that went down to the stairs. Did you I did thought you she think took she a boat. Row her boat? Yeah, she's on a lake house. I thought she lived on an <laughs> island and she had to row her boat. Look <laughs> at Dawson's Creek over. Yes, here. she had to row her boat to the to the shore. Oh my god. No, she was she was walking to her car and she saw the gate that led to the stairs. Open. Well, then why even have a dock? <laughs> Amazing. I whatever. Also, though, props to her for going back to work the day after her husband's funeral. I know it was a little sudden. I think that's what everyone was feeling when she walked yeah. in. They were like, "Jesus Christ, give her some space." Hey, Beth. <laughs> so scared she might lose it. There was a couple of things times in this movie where the. Um, background actors said something that it felt like they were like okay now just say something and they said it and it was like why would you ever say that you idiot because <laughs> when when she comes in you hear someone go give her space give her space <laughs> come on everyone back up back everyone up back everyone up. <laughs> um, and then we meet her friend uh claire claire now i don't know that she, i know her from barry yes that's so, the only thing I, I think I've seen her in. I love her in Barry. She's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about her in this movie. Mm, no. I I mentioned this while we were watching it. It didn't really amount to anything. But whenever she would talk to Beth in this movie, I always saw just a look of guilt on her face. And I just immediately assumed that she was sleeping with Beth's husband. Well, but it didn't It didn't. There was a moment later on that was so weird after the bar scene, which I do. We're going to talk about that bar scene for probably an hour. I love that scene so the, much. Where she is like, she takes Beth home and Beth is falling asleep in her lap. And she like drops her voice down to like, do you want me to stay the night? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck does that? Whoa, whoa. Like okay you're either gonna seduce me or kill i mean me. she's recently it? single but what is that was a weird <laughs> way to say that and then later on she's like i love you beth and i was like how long have they been friends for because they right now they are just work friends as far as i know i mean oh by the way beth is a teacher yes um i mean once we started getting like more into the movie specifically the scene where beth was talking to claire in her kitchen I kind of got the sense that maybe they'd been friends for a while because Beth was just dropping so many fucks in that kitchen while Claire's kids were in the other room. And I feel like normally a mom would be like, Beth, can you can you calm down a little bit? Because those fucks were really aggressive and they were a lot. But I I think maybe they were just really comfortable with each other and they'd known each other for a long time. So I just 
I just left it at that. <laughs> now, my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes, like just as far as like pure acting goes, is uh, when she is confronted by one of her students' moms. Oh my god, yes. About I would I would go as far as saying this scene is iconic. <laughs> just the whole thing where she breaks down, like uh, you know, my son. Her the basically the mom wants to belittle her because she missed her son's presentation, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, even willing to change the grade. But then she's like, that's not what I came here for. And she's like, well, what did you come here for? And she just like tears her a new one and lets her know that my husband killed himself. There's moments in this movie where I feel like she's a little too aggressive, aggressive in situations. And I understand being upset and being angry, but like, she had no days between the funeral. It was like, it was maybe Monday or Tuesday when we start the story and her husband killed himself on the Thursday before you. Why are you just, you obviously need a break. Yeah. I honestly, I, I identified with Beth a lot in this movie. And I mean, obviously I don't know what it's like to lose a spouse. <laughs> so I can't say for sure how I would handle that grief process. But when she was getting angry, I kind of, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd be angry too. Like, and granted Beth probably shouldn't have gone to work the day after her husband's funeral. But if a stupid parent came up to me with such a ridiculous request, like I'm, I'm here, I'm willing to change your kid's grade. I'm not arguing with you about it. And then they just want to keep, poking at the situation i would probably flip out and do the same thing like i i get it and i i think that's why i also preferred and we will get to it that i preferred this scene with her like getting across that she is not happy or whatever more than i did the bar scene yeah I, yeah i found the bar scene more comical than anything. Weirdly <laughs> so comical. funny. And I don't think um, it was supposed to be. No. But this this scene um, in the classroom with the parent, I did really like it because you kind of, like, you felt that she, like, that outburst of her telling the parent, my my husband just killed himself two days ago. It, it Like, you felt, you saw that building up. Like, she really wanted to say it, but she was trying to hold it back. And then she was just finally like, you know what? Fuck it. I wasn't here for personal reasons because my husband killed himself. Yeah. We all have personal reasons. It was so good. Yeah. That was a really great scene. Amazing job, Rebecca. Yes. (laughs) When she falls asleep. Oh my God. In the office. Like she's like, I don't know what she's looking at. Uh, I think she's looking at homes. I think she's thinking about moving. Uh, No, she was, she was looking at guns. No, no. When she, when she was awake, she was looking at homes. Oh, I think she, and then like she was looking at like, different i think she's looking at selling her place and then when she woke up a couple of hours later she was looking at guns <laughs> which is great <laughs> and also uh, i i made the note of rebecca hall is dramatic sutton foster yeah accurate <laughs> so i have some weird i think the scene i really wanted to talk about as well was the scene where she finds when she's drinking brandy and she's like <laughs> why why is she drinking brandy so she could talk about isn't it weird that i'm drinking brandy but the part where she finds the blueprints that her husband's been keeping Mm -hmm. and you see he's building something and she doesn't know what it was 
that's what I wanted out of Evil Dead when she finds when he, he finds the book rather than have that prologue. I just want this scene where he's just like, "What the fuck is this?" What do you What do you mean? We know how Evil Dead they had the scene with the book, but they also had the prologue, so you knew exactly what oh, the book was. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I liked in this one, you didn't know what that was, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. So I love that part. And Owen has been keeping secrets. He sure the fuck has. Now, okay, so I'm starting to have some questions about why they chose. Um, apparently, Owen killed himself naked. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I just wrote down ghost butt. Oh, ghost butt. Because I mean, she, sees, nice him the, she butt, sees him in the water. Yeah. Yeah, she um, was this when she had that dream about going like actually going across the lake or was this before uh i think this was she saw the ghost butt (laughs) and they she does have the dream what like getting into the rowboat and it's like night of the hunter and she just kind of floats yeah across the lake and then she finds the other house for whatever reason and that's the titular night house the like the, the numbers on backwards everything's backwards yeah so then they have the scene at the bar where she is convinced to go drinking with her cohorts, including Claire and two randos that we never learned their names. Yeah. They are never introduced beforehand. Apparently this was supposed to be drinks with the, with the department. With the department at this but, high school. But there's four of them at this table. Yeah. There's <laughs> the whole department. I guess one for every year. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, education is not very well funded in this country. So. And Rebecca Hall is just, they let her go. It's like the, the, the director was not there that day <laughs> <laughs> to give her guidance. So she just like let loose with whatever emotion she was feeling and she felt all of them. I am not even kidding. <laughs> I When I say identi- I identified with this character, I meant it. And this particular scene just solidified that because clearly she was drunk and she's thinking about all this stuff that has been happening to her over the last couple of days. <laughs> And out of nowhere, she just goes, do you guys believe in ghosts? Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> like I think they felt like they were talking about something else. And she's like, I need to talk about this for a second. It, and her delivery was just so comical. Like what she did with her hands was just like, do you guys believe in ghosts? Out of nowhere. So weird. <laughs> Incredible. And why that one actor said, did he leave a note? He was being very invasive. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Who would ask that? Like, calm down oh oh you mean the woman yeah 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 i mean both the woman and the random nameless guy they were both being weird very weird like it's just saying things that people wouldn't say if they knew who this person was i wonder if maybe you're just a decent person who knows that someone's (laughs) husband just committed suicide i wonder if maybe this scene was just supposed to be claire and beth and they added them in after like with rewrites yes because their their vibe the two nameless people to be there yeah it was very different from Claire and Beth. I mean, Beth has her own goddamn vibe. I yeah, that's like if if she was asking one person like, "Do you believe in ghosts?" I don't know. Yeah, it, it did feel very weird. Now that you bring it up, um, but yeah, one of them asked, "Did you did he, uh did he leave a note?" Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know why I asked that. Turns out he did, and she brought it with her, mm-hmm. still covered in blood. Oh my god. And then, oh, well, that's what the other actor says. She you, goes, you keep that in your purse? She brought it with her. Oh, my God. 
I mean, to be fair, I would ask the same thing. I probably wouldn't say it out loud because that's really fucking rude. Yeah. But I would absolutely think, she gave such a nervous purse. I just... It, it didn't... The and whole then she scene was reads bizarre. it to everyone. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we are very certain that Beth is on a downward spiral. Yeah. I'm. Well, my whole thing is just like, I'm barely aware of your relationship with Claire. Yeah. I don't know your relationship with these other two fucks. Yeah. They, they were just completely not necessary. And then Claire, being a good friend, is like, I'm just going to take you home. And this yeah. is where we get the weird, can I keep you? <laughs> um, but And then we also get that weird story from Beth about how she died. Yeah. It's like, only did... so... It's like, we got to put this somewhere. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like this story was only used to further like to to further the storyline of her husband's suicide and like it didn't really feel like it belonged there like maybe if they had dropped hints about this earlier in the movie it would have made sense but they just like lay this heavy ass story on us and then boom 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 everything starts happening like five yeah, minutes it's later because of like, the the like the suicide note he wrote you were right there's nothing afterwards and she was like, that's because I, I was right. Just lights out. There's no light. There's a tunnel, but no light. Yeah. So, so basically, yeah, she tells Claire this story about, um, I think she was 17 when this happened. She was in a car accident with one of her friends and the car flipped and her lungs collapsed. And she was dead for, what did she say, like four minutes or something? For 45 hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, she just, she stopped breathing. She was dead for a couple of minutes and then doctors were able to revive her um and she uh owen her husband asked her a few times what it was like like did she see anything and she was just always telling him she saw nothing and she suspected that he never believed her i believe that's what she said just very weird spot to put that story well that's what i also and when we get to the twist it didn't quite make sense to me it was like they they the writer like changed plot points but forgot to fix it or like forgot to go back and fix it so it makes sense yeah well we should probably go back a little bit to when beth finds the actual house and goes in and what she finds in there <laughs> well she just she is convinced that he's he's been building something in his sleep that's what i thought i don't think it was ever clarified but so because he was a sleepwalker and now she's worried that she's sleepwalking. Yeah. And she so one night she she has this dream where she actually gets into the boat where he killed himself. Yeah. She goes across the lake and she walks into this house. And she is it um, here that she sees him killing all these women that look like her? No. Uh he goes she sees all the people she that's not until the very end oh. she just sees the women like dying or like jumping off a cliff or like mm. doing all these things yeah that was really creepy um i mean it's all dream logic and i liked the idea of her like they made this whole thing about how when she's asleep her mind's in one place and her body's doing something else but they never come back to it yeah, I thought it was like a whole astral projection thing. Yeah. I feel like my ideal was a lot cooler. Yeah. Like I had the idea. Because she was like, is sleepwalking contagious? Because he used to do that. Yeah. And by the way, um, you basically guessed the plot of this movie like 35 minutes in. <laughs> 
Um, but I, so I thought I, after you guessed the movie, like the, the plot and the ending, I was trying to put stuff together too. And I thought maybe she, like, because she died and technically quote unquote crossed over to the other side, um, but then came back that like that gave her the ability to like astral project. Um, and this is what she was doing when yeah. she was seeing the night house, but that wasn't it at all. It was much more confusing. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so she's looking for this other house because she's convinced it's there. She runs into Mel and Mel's like, hey, I ran into your husband when he was doing this. He was with another woman because she goes through his phone after she receives. Once again, I don't know if she's asleep or dreaming and she gets these texts from him. He was with another woman who looked exactly like her. The guy thought it was her. And then the whole thing is like, oh, he must be having an affair. Um, So she finds this place where he was building uh and it's just like a it looks like a basic outline of a house yeah it looks like a shack (laughs) so she decides to try to find more about her husband's secret life he has all these occult books about voodoo that she doesn't know anything about she finds the statue which they also didn't really dive into anymore either which was really frustrating (laughs) Because she finds this statue of a woman with like impaled in this very like her yeah bondagey kind of pose. Yeah, it looks like her hands and her legs are both like bound mm-hmm. behind her back. And it was like, okay, what is that about? Very Hellraisery. I thought it was a mermaid. <laughs> I guess just because you watched the lighthouse. Yeah. Um. Why you just spill your beans? <laughs> uh. And so she goes to a up in in Ithaca or Utica or whatever. Utica, I think. To go to this occult bookstore to find out more. Then she finds the pic- she finds the girl who her husband took a photo of. Yes. Turns out she kind of had an affair with him, but he tried. <laughs> then she comes back. It's just why she goes over there to meet her. She's like, okay, we did kiss. Then she goes back home. Then that woman comes over to her house to tell her that her husband tried to choke her. And she said no. And he stopped. And he's like, it's not working anymore. And then she fucks off uh, now that she's dropped her information. Which, honestly, if I was this woman that Beth tracked down, I I would not have gone to her house. Like, no. what, are you, what are you doing? It's I, I mean, yeah, I fucked up. I kissed your husband, but I'm not going to insert myself deeper into this. I've actually what are been you here doing? before. <laughs> what? Girl. Ugh. Yeah. Messy. And it's just... <sighs> So she finally goes back to the to the to the night house to the night house, and in the floorboards, she finds underneath all these dead women that look like her. Shit. So it all comes out in the wash that her hu- that wash. <laughs> she died and was brought back to life. So I'm gonna try to explain this as clear as I can. It's not possible that the voodoo god of death is after her. Because we keep seeing his shadow, and Beth thinks that it's the ghost of Owen. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not Owen. And she's like, what? And it turns out to not be Owen. So this voodoo god of death, uh, and I always say that because you, it's not like he bought multiple books on different religious backgrounds to figure out how to cheat death. It was only voodoo. Yeah, which is fucking ignorant. I will not even get into that. Like, I don't understand it. And it didn't, it, and it didn't even matter because you never showed the 
the figure. Yeah. And it could have been anything. You just, it just, why just choose that? Yeah. So it's all well, about. Well, that's, that's Hollywood. That is Hollywood. <laughs> so they, <laughs> so to trick death into leaving his wife alone, he has been killing women that look like her because I guess death is nearsighted. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, um, I, I guess Beth should have died all those years ago when she was in that car accident and death just cannot let it go that he didn't get her. So he tracked down Owen and he kept convincing Owen that he needed Beth. But Owen did not want to give him Beth, so he kept killing these women that look like him. I'm like, dude, you you killed like 12 women just to keep one person. Like, you're in the wrong. Yeah, Owen... And then also, did he make you get naked to to die? Like, why? Also, why sense. are you why are you taking your clothes off and the leaving them in the he, boat? They're gonna t- get blown up. He took his clothes anyway. off, patted the clothes like I did it, and I was I was expecting him to like jump in the thing and drown, but he no. still shot. Like, yeah. I don't understand this. The, the reasons why for this movie. <laughs> so, so she finds out it's the voodoo god of death who can't let her go and then strangles her into the position that the doll was in which owen was trying to replicate but i was like it didn't matter because she was she just woke up in the rowboat with the gun yeah he like brought her into this dreamlike state is that what he did i I, which she was already going into anyway yeah i can find my own way thank you voodoo god of death (laughs) And then Claire is like something's wrong, so she <laughs> runs over to the to the day house and can't find her. She's in the rowboat, just sitting there. She's like, "Oh my god, Beth!" I just, I, I don't, I can't get over the. I, I just don't understand this movie. I like the ideas of this movie. Yeah, it does. It does get very confusing. So yeah, so so basically, the voodoo god of death drags Beth into this dream like space where the night house is puts her in the rowboat gives her a gun and he's trying to convince her to just end it all because this is where she was supposed to be in the first place claire gets to the day house sees beth sitting in the boat in this trance or whatever with a gun in her hands she bolts down to the lake oh go on i don't think she even sees the gun because she's so far away and the gun she just has yes. the gun in her lap she just sees that she's sitting in a boat yeah um, so she bolts down to the boat screaming, Beth, Beth. She jumps in the water, pulls Beth out of the boat and essentially out of this trance. And I guess the voodoo god of death is gone. I guess they beat it. No, he's the shadow. Oh, that I did not like the shadow. Was there a shadow? Silhouette. Yeah, in the it was, boat? It, that, that same silhouette that when she sees, she saw the outline of the, the thing. Yeah. He was sitting in the boat. Oh, I missed that. Hmm. That was very quick. I missed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically Claire saved Beth by pulling her out of the boat. But the voodoo god of death will always be there, I guess. Trying to get her. <laughs> More like the voodoo god of Beth. Hey. Well, I was like, why does it matter if she... I just didn't understand. Like, if, if she died from suffocation, like her lungs were crushed. And isn't that how you would have... I, I guess I'm just going Final Destination rules. <laughs> but wouldn't you, if you tried to recreate that like hanging herself or um something to mimic that like why go through the whole strangulation thing if it doesn't matter how she does it 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And why did he and kill himself? Well, okay. I I also didn't really now that I'm actually thinking about this. If this voodoo god of death was so powerful that he could put these thoughts into Owen's mind, why didn't he just do it with Beth from the jump? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could have saved yourself a lot of stress, god of death. <laughs> and uh, clearly, I mean, I, I'm just always... Th- how long ago was it between the time where she was crushed to death and he started killing people that did he just like, oh, wait, did she get away? That was 15 years ago. Oh, my God. No wonder. I didn't. <laughs> the God of Death is like checking his books. Yeah. <laughs> Something is off. Uh, Brandon, uh, <laughs> you said you're going to keep these books. Beth is clearly not. It says alive. <laughs> uh, Brandon. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Death. Uh, <laughs> Needless to say, Brandon got fired that day. Oh, my God. Did he? Yeah. Uh, he's the boss's kid. <laughs> well, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I just it reminded me of um it's like if you, I'm going to say if you're in 2004 and you're going to a blockbuster and you don't know what to get and you're just like, oh, the night house. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I guess I'll rent this. Like it's the same reason why I rented uh, Hide and Seek with uh, Robert De Niro. <laughs> and, uh, when when we were watching this, I mentioned to you that this was giving me very heavy malignant vibes mm-hmm. and I could not pinpoint why and now that we're talking about it i think it's because it's just so messy (laughs) and it just has for some reason it has like that early to mid 2000s kind of psychological thriller vibe and it's just messy (laughs) yeah it's it's just like oh that'd be cool that'd be cool that'd be cool but you're not actually thinking things out so that they coherently yeah you can make a weird twist but if it doesn't makes sense if there's no reasoning leading up to it then why are we doing it yeah i i did think the the twist i i really like that like the the whole god of death telling him to kill beth but it, it he doesn't want to so he's tricking him with other women i thought that was really cool but everything leading up to it was just really weird and super confusing and i don't think it was explained enough to actually solidify that twist if that makes sense i was thinking about the house that he was building it it would have made more sense that it was done because if you look at the blueprints he was building like a maze and like a trap and everyone's like oh he's talking about this maze that he built and all these things but you go to the actual house itself and it's barely walls it's just like four walls in a basement yeah and bodies under the floorboards it would have been cooler if the the house was completely finished just everything was backwards yeah and they're well i thought that's what it was when we yeah. watched the trailer like i thought it was a it it was just the exact same house like floor to ceiling everything was finished furnished but it it was opposite yeah and like why did he build it like this oh yeah. it's it's to it's a, a way to um trick the god of death like and the, you hear the reasons why he would be tricked we're gonna lay this out up until this point and then um when and something at the very end where it's like oh she thinks she's okay but then if you notice like the clock's backwards i mean either way god of death isn't very smart (laughs) and why was she is sleepwalking contagious why was the whole thing with her sleepwalking or not sleepwalking um i i think she maybe they were trying to make it seem like she thought it was sleepwalking but it wasn't 
it was the god of death that was bringing her into this? Or was it Owen trying to warn her? Maybe. Maybe it was Owen. But I think they were trying to make it seem like she was thinking she was sleepwalking, but it was something supernatural. I I am not sure, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I guess we're asking questions, and that's all you can really ask of art. Um, but Rebecca Hall's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, what would how many star, how many rowboats would you give this? I have nothing. <laughs> how many naked rowboat uh, trips would how you many, take? How many naked ghost butts out of five yeah, would you give this? <laughs> I'd give it two and a half cheeks. Ooh. You woke up today and chose violence. <laughs> I will never watch it again. Yeah, that's fair. The only thing I liked was Rebecca uh, Rebecca Hall's acting. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just not very. It's it's a good idea. Like there's like a bunch of good ideas. None of them are linked together. No. And it felt like the scenes in between the the more fantastical elements are just kind of thrown in because it's a movie and they're supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> rather than like, because it, it, I feel like there's another movie there where you take Ari Aster style, like dialogue scenes where they don't really, you can be kind of fantastical. They don't always have to be just like, Hey, do you believe in ghosts? Like I'm, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It, but it's, yeah, it was just not very enjoyable for me. Yeah. I get that. How many uh, um, ghost butt cheeks would you give it? Um, I would give it three. There were a lot of things that I did really, really like about this movie. Um, I I was really disappointed with the scares in this movie, or the lack thereof, I should say. Um, because in the, I think this was one of the first scares that we got. It was when she opened one of the glass one of the many glass doors in their house she opened the door and i think this was the first time we saw that silhouette in the glass and she didn't see it but the audience saw it and it was really creepy and those are the kind of scares that i really really love like the ones in the background that you have to look for as opposed to like the cheap jump scares so when we got that i was like oh shit is this how the rest of the movie is gonna be and i was really excited and that's not what the rest of the movie was i really like that too the but then they did the scene where um, she was looking at like the edge of a pillar. Yeah. And then it kind of turned into his uh, ghost face and yeah. he kind of turned and, but it, it didn't look good. It looked like, it no. looked like you were seeing Batman in the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of one of those, um, one of those weird posters that were like super big in the early 2000s where you basically had to cross your eyes and you would see yeah. something in the pattern. <laughs> it, it reminded me of one of those and I had to work. What, I had to work too hard for that. It was one. almost like there was nothing subtle about it. Like it yeah. was, it, you could just see there was a person in a green screen suit who they just kind of like, eh, we'll fix it during post. Yeah, um, I'm the director of the night house. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but yeah, that that was super disappointing to me. And also, everything we talked about before was just really messy. A lot of the, a lot of the details just weren't very thought out. All three of these stars are honestly going to Rebecca Hall. Yeah, Rebecca Hall, fantastic actor. Yeah, she, she, this was such a, and again, I can't really speak to the grief of losing a loved one, but I really identified with the way her character dealt with this grief. Just because if I was in this situation, like I said before, I I would be really sad. I would probably drink until my face falls off, and then I would get really angry. 
I would start questioning everything. And I you would literally go through the stages of grief. I, I, yeah, the same way <laughs> she did. And I, I really liked how she didn't really soften up her character at all. Like any other character would have easily just like curled into a little ball and stayed in bed and just cried all day and turned into this little delicate baby, which is also understandable. But I really like that she just did not soften up at all. She was just... She forgot she was American during one scene. <laughs> she did. <laughs> um, yeah, Rebecca Hall, English actor. Sorry, before we finish this, can we... Like, if we're... Just because we're making a movie in America doesn't mean we have to take actors from other countries and force them to have American accents. America's yeah. a melting pot. We can all have different accents. It's fine. Honestly, it's... Rebecca Hall having an accent would not have taken away from her performance. No, not at all. all. It, it, I probably would have given it another half a, half a butt cheek. <laughs> because she's so charming. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, all three of my stars, all three of my butt cheeks go to, go to Rebecca Re- Hall. All my butt cheeks are belong to Rebecca Hall. <laughs> Rebecca Hall, have my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> that was 2020's The Night House. Yeah. We would not recommend it. <laughs> nope. Unless you unless uh, you get it on Redbox, yeah. Unless it's streaming for free somewhere, which it is. It was on HBO Max. Oh, perfect. I watched it. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to think about the streaming for free stuff. Is it streaming for free for paying for it? I mean, I I, I feel like if you watch like six movies a day, like I do, then it's it pays it's for basically itself. it's yeah. basically free. You watch the <laughs> you watch the Batman once, it pays for the whole month. Yeah. All anyway, right. what are we uh what are we watching next week? Oh, you know I'm what we're watching excited. next week. Next week we're watching The Beyond. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to psych myself up, give myself a little pep talk in the mirror. <laughs> what do you get when you combine one evil book and a whole scene of spiders? Evelyn throwing up in her mouth. Ugh. Gross. I see just leading up, just to give you all a uh, a little preview, I remember hearing you watch this movie. I started this movie a while ago, maybe like a year ago. You were in the other room watching it, and I just heard your reaction to the spider scene. So when it started, I thought it was just going to be really quick, and we should probably save this for the episode, but I'm just going to say no. We It, it was really, I thought it was going to be really quick, and then it was just a very slow buildup with more tarantulas, and they just kept coming, and I was holding my pillow up to my face saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then at one point I just covered my entire face, but I could still hear what was happening. And you came into the bedroom and I told you to just let me know when it was over and it was not ending. No. So I just turned it off. (laughs) I was defeated. All right. So we'll see you next week for that movie. Hopefully. (laughs) My name is Eric. I'm Evelyn. And see you next time. Yeah. Later. Stay spooky. But she's okay. <laughs> if you enjoyed this butt. episode, you can subscribe <laughs> to the podcast on all major platforms and feel free to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lucid Screams Pod and Instagram at Lucid Screams underscore pod. And you can also send us an email at lucidscreamspod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.